Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio, the Transformation Network, and any other way you're listening. Um, for some of you, it's really interesting now, Olivia, what's happening, and Benny, what's happening is because of what KKNW is doing and also what we're doing, we don't even know what some of these networks are that are picking up our hosts. And I just heard of a really odd name outlet and they're like hey we love the podcast and i'm like jessica what is this place is this for real and here's the thing i love about this is it for real is your life for real does it sometimes seem surreal i have to tell you i have been really fascinated by a new kind of level of awareness and you guys have emailed me on this we started to do this other show and the other show is the psychic and the doc and really my exposure to things that i've not really paid a lot of attention to that george nori probably pays a lot of attention to but the coincidences of life and what we call coincidences of life don't seem to be coincidences anymore and you know that's what we're talking about here today you know i have known Maureen St. Germain. I, I don't even know how long, but it's been a while. And what I love is when you know someone and you know of their work and you watch the evolution of things, you know, in, in this case, you know, it's so fascinating and wonderful to take a journey with Maureen and just watch what she's doing in the world to help everybody out there. Whether it's MaureenStGermain.com, the blog, whether it's YouTube, whether it's her website, or whether it's her latest undertaking, which today we're going to be talking about, and you're going to receive copies of, Beyond the Flower of Life. We're going to talk about what those teachings are, one of my favorite conversations, Sacred Geometry, but most importantly, the opening of the heart. And why is this message so important? And so here's the thing that I'm interested in for those of you out there when you think about this show and you think about Maureen. This book probably was written months and months ago. But when I opened it and I started to read it, I started to think it is a book for where we are today. And so I don't believe that there really are coincidences. I don't believe there's the coincidence that I pointed out the other day between the work of Dr. George King and the television show series Debris and how similar those images were. And I don't think it's a mistake or a coincidence that this internationally recognized transformational teacher, best-selling author, labeled a modern-day mystic, I don't think it's any mistake 
that the message that is coming forward now from her is a powerful one and one for our time. This is what I love about what I do. I get to hang out with somebody like Maureen St. Germain. Maureen, it's so great to have you here today. Thank you. What a delight to be here with you. And as always, it's a pleasure to chat with you and be on your show. Thank you. Can you believe we're still around? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, remember when I used to go into Benny's studio you know, years and years ago. Yeah. I know. And, you know, I want to talk about this for a minute and start the conversation about beyond the flower of life with you in this way. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was that blood moon. I am not sure if it's planetary alignment, which we now know these planetary alignments are, are forms of sacred geometry in many, many ways over thousands of years. But I want to ask you this question. This is on a book you wrote yesterday. This is a representation of a lifetime of work, and it just happens to be a book we're talking about today. I made a comment, and I want to ask you about it. The comment is this, we call it an anniversary edition. But do you think there's any coincidence that you wrote a book like this, you're bringing it forward again in the time and age we live in it now? No, um, I was often told by my guides that I was ahead of the curve. And so um, I self-published this the first time and sold over 10,000 copies. Yeah. And that's when my publisher, who had published Waking Up in 5D and, you know, the Akashic Records book, said, look, we'll take this on. We want to make it, uh, you know, give it another opportunity to, to come forward. So we rewrote the whole thing, updated many parts of it, added new information. So it's, you, you know, your comment about it being very timely is very true. You know, we... We reworked it about 18 months ago and, you know, went to press and now here we have it. So I want to get right to one of the segments in the book, chapters, subchapters. I'm not quite sure what they call them, but when I started to read the book, this is what I got. There is a, there is part of the book and I believe it's at the beginning where you call it bliss after a blow, mm. bliss after a blow. Now, okay, let's talk about this because we often think, I want to protect my heart. I need to protect my heart. How do I protect my heart? Can I shut down my heart? But in this book, you really take us on a journey that basically says, why am I not protected from the blow, Maureen? Tell me about that. Let's start there. All right. So um, first of all, the term blow to the heart came in with a client reading, you know, 15 or more years ago. And then it came in again and again. And so then I started asking my own, uh, in my own records and in my own meditation, so what does this blow to the heart really mean? And is this a term, a thing? And I was told, yes, it's a term and yes, it's a thing. And what, what I was told is the information in the book, which is essentially a blow to the heart is where someone who is close to you family, friends, someone you are, you know, in a good relationship with, does something that you think they know better. So it could be setting you up for a date, it could be not paying a loan, it could be uh, not protecting you when they coulda, shoulda, 
It could be a comment that they made and you feel betrayed. You don't really label it as betrayal, but you feel they let you down. And yeah. part of the letdown is because you trusted them that they were like you. You were on the same page. You trusted one another. You worked closely together. And so it never occurred to you that they, their standard would be lower than yours in this exact moment. And that's why they can get to you because you have already let them into your heart. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about this, and I love that you're calling this revised and an updated edition. Um, for many of the people, they may not be, be familiar with the original book. I don't know, like 10,000 copies. That's like a lot, probably way more than that. Um, Beyond a Flower of Life. But this is also about much more than that. I want to ask you about the much more than that. I want to ask you about some of the other teachings you've included in the book and what I call the trifecta of teachings, right? So tell me about the underpinnings of the powerful, powerful teachings you're bringing forward now. Okay. So when I began to work with the Merkava and take this teaching out worldwide, I noticed certain themes kept coming up and I was being given information and uh, knowledge to help those people. So I wanted to share with people what happens after you learn the Merkava meditation. I later began to realize this was universal to anyone who does any kind of meditation or spiritual practices. And then the, the sacred geometry stuff came together, like, like you talked about in the beginning of coincidences. Yeah. What are the odds of me, number one, being invited by the guy who was the um, particle beam accelerator operator in at the Cornell University uh, particle beam accelerator lab? I mean, you know, what are the odds of that? And, and or that I had a chance to go in a day early and tour the facility and learn certain things that were germane to what we were learning in the actual Merkaba meditation. That, yeah. You know, the universe set that up and I'm like, I'm in it, you know. I love these coincidences because, you know, I've talked on a couple of shows about a coincidence I had when I was 17, 18 years old, had a mail cart pushing job at Bell Labs. But big deal. Who cares that you did that? But Bell Labs, who are the people at Bell Labs? Arno Penzias, right? Big Bang, Arno Penzias and Wilson. And Penzias happened to be on my mail trip. And I'm 17 and I'm 18. I don't know, like a Big Bang, one end or the other. But can you imagine the coincidence of having bagels with Dr. Arno Penzias every Friday? and have them talk about the beginnings of the universe. Why is that important? Because here you and I are, we, you, you got to your path a lot quicker than me, but here we are, and we're able to have conversations with people about this, and you're able to bring forth teachings. Let me ask you this, as you revise this book, you have been revising yourself as I have, I would love to know when we come back from break, what are the new messages that had to be included in this book? And how are they some of the most powerful indicators of our transformative lives 
in the next decade. That's Maureen St. Germain. That's this book. When we come back, that and much more. By the way, want to talk to Maureen? Give us a call. 1-800-930-2819. And Benny, we have got some copies of this fabulous book to give away. There's so much in here. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it all. That's why we're just going to let Maureen talk. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Caring for someone with a life-altering diagnosis? You are a care hero. Navigating the unfamiliar options can be overwhelming, but you are not alone. Tune in to A Cup of Comfort with me, Trish Lau, twice monthly on Transformation Talk Radio. Let me guide you through your care hero journey by providing actionable information on how to care for a loved one in need. For more information about me, visit trishlaub.com. That's trishlaub, L-A-U-B as in boy, dot com. Tune in to the show, Heart Change Consciousness, with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio. Exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. So great to have. I love this. Maureen St. Germain joining us here today. And again, if you've got questions for Maureen, give us a call 1-800-930-2819. For those of you out there, many of you probably have read Beyond the Flower of Life. But what I have in front of me is a revised and updated edition. And we're going to talk about that for a minute. You know, we're going to talk about what it means to look deeper into um, Merkaba teaching, sacred geometry, opening the heart. You know, these are perhaps what I call the trifecta 
of transformational initiative. And so when you sit down and you have a conversation with Maureen and you have a conversation about higher self and included in this book is just an, I love like spreadsheet type things included in this in this book are sample signals from the higher self this and much more but before we get going uh, Maureen how do people find out more about you and by the way how did they get their own copy of the book they can buy it on Amazon they can buy it on our website and on booksellers um, worldwide I have it so if you're able to get into the store they will uh, have it available as well I got to get to the, I got to get to Merkaba, sacred geometry, opening in the heart, but I got to get to that and the higher self. And my first question, I'm really so curious about what this journey was like for you to sit down and say, I'm going to make a revision and an update. I just want to know what came through for you to be included in this book that wasn't in the other. I don't know. Is that too broad of a question? Yeah, no, it's not too broad. Um, it's very interesting. I, um, I was inspired to do the revised update because I had already signed a contract for the book that's coming after this one. And I had an insight that maybe we should re-release something that I had put out there under the Inner Traditions title. And my book agent proposed it. And I said, let's put this in first and make that happen. And they did. Um, I will tell you that as an author, um, I, you know, I wrote a lot of legal briefs when I worked in the corporate world and I never had pride of authorship there because, you know, a lot of the work I did, I collaborated with very high level attorneys, you know, it was a trade association and there were many players that were involved in the briefs that I would write and, you know, rewrites were their thing. Okay. But here... When, when a staff member wanted me to do rewrites and she is, you know, adding her two cents, I remember going, what the heck, you know? And, but then I thought, well, maybe, maybe I need to, you know, change my uh, way of looking at this for a younger generation. So, you know, I adapted, but it, I had a little tiny bit of resistance at first. And then I went, okay, okay, let's do this. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to change was the higher self protocol into a very concise three-step protocol and we had done this in our own um, presentations but we hadn't had a chance to update the book so that was really useful and we can get into that in a little yeah. bit that was yeah. one of the things another thing that i wanted to do was to re-emphasize the the black helicopter stuff and it's still going on which is so amazing to me and um then I also wanted to update one other really important thing, and that has to do with people learning the Merkaba. And in the original book, we wanted people to take a workshop. And then that whole system uh, was put to bed, and no more teachers were teaching it anymore. But there was still a huge interest in learning it. And uh, guidance was clear that it was appropriate to put the information out there but not in this, you know, people can learn it through a DVD so they could have a participatory kind of experience right? or live workshops, but that they still needed the support materials that were behind it. And to just say, look, if you want to learn it, here's your tool and um, here's all the support materials. Because one of the things that happened is after Drumble Melchizedek wrote the two books, um, the, the Ancient Secrets of the Flower of Life, book one and book two, 
there was never any follow-up on what to do with programming your macabre and lots of other things that he mentioned but never elucidated and because i taught so many classes in so many locations and had su such wonderful feedback from people not only in the class but you know after they started doing it and their own experiences that i was able to incorporate what i was getting as downloads from my own guides with their information to create a body of knowledge that would help them maximize that effort. And isn't this interesting because, you know, in the journey, what we realize is there's a broader universe out there of people that are really hungry for this information. It's a broader universe. And, you know, in the evolution of ourselves and in the evolution of as we move forward, we get this guidance just like you, you received to say, wait a minute, you know, way back in the day, this was set up for this group of people, but we're discovering like you, there are no limits when it comes to the teachings of the universe, when it comes to the teachings of sacred ge geometry, you know, when it comes to the teachings of opening the heart, you know, we are now learning from the youngest of the youngest that, you know, what they've gone through in the past 18 months, you know, they have hearts, they have wounding, they have openings. Um, and I wanted to ask you, I referenced one of the parts in the book where you talk about the signs of a higher power. Now, this is important because sometimes we stop and we say, man, I don't know if there's a higher power out there. I don't know. I'm just like, where, where are you in my life? And talk about that reference that you had to showing us the signs. Okay. So when uh, I've always been a mystic, even when I was a child, I was <laughs> and in my case, um, being uh, raised Catholic, we had this beautiful book of the lives of the saints that was gilt edges, you know, and guilt everywhere. And one day my mother put it away because she saw me using it all the time. And I think she thought maybe I would manhandle it or something. And I remember looking for it, being, you know, wanting to read some more from the book and not being able to find it. And I remember asking in my thought, where is that book? And I immediately had a picture of where it was in the closet on a high shelf. So I went and got a chair, climbed up and got it. And then I thought, I'm just gonna put it back where it belongs. And uh, I am sure my mother thought if she could find it and put it back, I better leave it alone. She needs it. So, you know, I kind of have that that feeling about understanding spiritual knowledge. And in the case of um, the actual signs, I knew that we could teach ourselves specific signs that would allow us to know with absolute certainty whether our guidance or our intuition was accurate. So as a very logical person, I started asking my, my uh, guidance for a way to teach this information so that people could have a reliable, practical tool. So the cool thing is, it's a 45-day practice that you have fun with for 45 days, and you only ask yes-no questions about stuff you don't care. That is so easy. And you, you start out with a little meditation where you ask your higher self for signals. And you know, there are some people who don't get signals and then we have a workaround. 
But for most everybody, maybe 95% of the people get signals. And the signals can be anything. It can be a visual like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It can be a, a, a sensation on one side of your body or the other, or a pit in your stomach for no, and an expansive feeling for yes. But one of the funniest stories was in a class where two women who were sitting across from each other in a big group of like 20 or so people. And one woman got an itchy ear and she's telling her body, calm down, calm down. And then her toes started to itch. Calm down, calm down. I'm waiting for my higher self signal. And then her whole body started to itch. And so she says in her thought, okay, okay, I'll take the itchy ear. And what's even <laughs> funnier is the woman sitting directly across from her had the same experience. Wow. So, I mean, what I love about this is it really is an invitation for people who, and there are people that say, look, that's not me. I haven't, you know, earned the right to get a sign from my higher power. But yet what we have are really now what we're seeing is a surge. And I'm just going to reference it as spirituality. You know, we see a surge in people really opening up to something maybe that didn't come from a religious origins, but something where they are hanging on to a belief. But yet the idea of a sign is new for them. So that's what I loved about this. That's what I loved about the book. And, you know, it was interesting. We are expanding. And one of the things that came up in our, our design, Transformation Talk Radio, are you going to change the color? You know, are you going to change the color? And I think they asked Jessica about it. And she said, no, purple is the color of that channel. It's not changing. It doesn't matter what you think about how it looks. It's not changing. And I thought about this. Then I read the book. And I thought about this from Jessica, right? Who is that generation of people you probably revised this for? And the strength of her conviction around that. Around the, around the fact that this channel must stay purple. What do you make of that, Maureen, from based, based on what you have in the signs and in the book? I think that she's getting direct downloads whether she recognizes it or not. And that <laughs> is the benefit of teaching yourself or working with the higher self-connection because then you can validate, is that my higher self telling me to keep it purple? And it's a way to get good confirmation. And the other thing that happens when, when a person learns this higher self-connection is you can use it in everyday life. So you ask about a restaurant and you get told no, and then later you discover they went out of business. Or you ask about uh, you know what meal to order and everybody at the table ordered something else and you ended up with the best meal. Stuff like that. It's like reassuring, yeah, this is a good thing and it really, really works. Um, I love this. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to, I, I want to take this journey with you and talk about, you know, what it means to look for the macabre field. What does it mean to look for the field? Because I think a lot of times, Maureen, we go through life and we think that this is not an active participation journey when it comes to our higher power. You know, and I think when I learned that, that, man, I got to be at work, I, I, I got to be awake, I got to look. But what does this mean? And how does sacred geometry, which we have been talking about as walking human beings from the minute we could write, crack something in a rock and draw something. 
what is the relationship between that field, sacred geometry, and guiding you to your pathway? Only Maureen St. Germain could do this. Benny, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to give another copy of the book away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia. And I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Aubert. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Aubert. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. Transition, simultaneously the most difficult and vital part of the human experience. Without change, how would we grow? Tune in to Grounding Into Your Radiance with Stacey Barber every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Step into your truth and allow the light into your life. For more information about Stacy and her services, visit StacyBarber.com. That's Stacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, Barber.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So thrilled to have Maureen St. Germain here. And as I said before, we have copies of her fabulous book to give out, Beyond the, the Beyond the Flower of Life, Advanced Macabre Teaching, Sacred Geometry, and Opening of the Heart. The cover is beautiful, as always. Um, 1-800-930-2819. Love to give a copy away. I know we've given one away already. Maureen, again, how do people find out about your teachings how can they stay in touch with you? Because you are active every day teaching pretty much. So how do they do that? 
Um, we have a website, MaureenStGermain.com, and we also have membership programs. So there's, you know, a, like a small $10 fee to be in our monthly program, and they have access to me every month on a regular basis. I have uh, online trainings that we do. We offer classes that people can sign up for that are live. Um, we also have downloads of programs that they can buy and do on their own time. Um, my books are available on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. And you can reach us at info at MaureenStGermain.com or um, membership at MaureenStGermain.com. And we have wonderful blog posts. We always give away a free guided meditation. There's a free meditation out there right now that's wonderful. And we have um, a new one every month. So if you sign up for our blog releases, you'll get the, the blog post and the ability to get the new meditation. Wow. And you've been doing this and helping people for as long as I've known you and even before that. Um, I got a question the other day and we never did get to answer it. And I knew you were coming on the show and I'm saving it for you. Um, one of the questions that came forward, which you address so beautifully in the book, I mean, honestly, everything about fifth dimensional connection. I mean, you have covered this in this book in terms of privileges. I mean, there it is. One of our listeners said, asked the question, I have heard people talk about the fifth dimension. And I know that that is not a singing group. I mean, literally, this was the email. And, and, and that is not a singing group. But how can I understand not only what it is, but how to be connected? Am I already connected? And Maureen, you have done such a great job in multiple places in the book, including something I didn't know about, privileges. So can you talk to folks today about your understanding about the fifth dimension, but even more importantly, why the call is there for us to really get to the level? We're at the end of an era, and that means we're finishing up this cycle and moving to the next one. Um, the privilege is that we're on the fast track to uh, move into that realm so one of the tools we have is the Akashic Records and the, the book I wrote on that and then the book I wrote on waking up in 5D. But that, that access allows us privileges that we would not normally have because, because all of heaven, all of creation wants us to succeed. So we're at the place where we're being given uh, little hints, you know, little uh, shortcuts and ways to achieve a level of mastery that maybe we haven't earned. And one of the things that I felt and, and received as information early on was that once you activate this shape, this Merkaba shape around the body, you literally have on the equivalent of your 5D costume or your 5D uniform. And that gives you full access to your 5D self, whether you have earned it or not. And that's amazing. It's like, you mean know, all I have to do is learn, learn the meditation and do it every day? And the answer is yes. And that changes everything because what it does is it sets in motion a way of being that you may not have thought of for yourself. But the field is so supportive of certain kinds of action that you open your mouth and, and an ideal thing comes out instead of a not so ideal thing. <laughs> you make a decision and you lean towards the more ideal solution for you. 
even if it's counterintuitive. And these things start to happen. That reinforcement then creates more of the same. I love the way you describe that because, you know, I, uh, when I went to school down in California in Claremont, you know, one of the leading researchers was embarking on, you know, his journey to introduce the world to flow. Now, here's an idea about flow, where this is now an academic person that is attempting to research this, right, the word flow, and what flow means, and the world you and I perhaps live in, it seemed odd to me, but I was drawn to it. Uh, I didn't study with him. I was on a different pathway, but I did study with him in a kind of interesting way. And I was so fascinated by what he was trying to say. And he was trying to say pretty much what you just said, but demonstrated in academic empirical research. And he's done a lot of that and has done it. For me personally, I want it to be as easy as you described and not as many steps and difficult as he was demonstrating. Is there an ease to be on the power of life? Is there an ease to this? Yes. Okay. It's a fabulous tool and I always like to end every show with it, but I'll say it now and then I'll give you the chance and I'll say it again. And I that, would love that. One of the ways to anchor yourself into 5D with grace and ease is to announce, I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth for me and everyone I come in contact with. And what that does is lets you, the flow come through you and everyone you interact with. You know, the banker could be in this, you know, intense conversation with the person in front of you and you come up and they immediately relax and they're, they're in this lovely place. And it's like that. So you inspire and create such a loving, honoring, you know, so it honors uh, a sovereignty in everyone. This is loving, honoring way that moves through you, that it, it triggers an equal response from others. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk about also, before we talk about black helicopters, I want to talk about the barriers or the challenges to a higher self connection. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you heard my opening, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Well, what would you do? And then the question that always came comes back to me when people hear that opening, yeah, that's great, Pat, but what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? But what happens if I do fail? And I just thought to myself, hmm, is the idea of failing a barrier? Is the idea of defeat a barrier? Or is it something else? Is it a point of growth? So I want to ask you, here we are, conversations with the higher self, information that is so brilliant in guiding us along the way. And then I always ask the very naive question, why the heck aren't we all doing it there, Maureen? Well, I think you have so much in so much juicy stuff in what you just said. <laughs> so first of all, I have quoted you in my books. What would you do if you could not fail? And I, you know, I said, as, as Dr. Pat says, because I, I think that that's one of the most fabulous statements. It's right up there with the day of heaven on earth kind of fabulous statements. And I had a client yesterday who was referring to 
some previous relationships as her failed relationships. And I said, so why do you have to use that adjective? Could you not use a different adjective that meant you learned something from them? Oh, yeah, yeah, I learned a lot from them. Uh, and I said, so stop calling them the failed ones. And then I said, so here's my storyline. When, um, when you buy a, a car that has not brand new, do you call it a used car or do you call it a pre-owned car? And, and then uh, the next slide in my presentation says, so what do you call your um, husband's previous um, partner? Do you call her the ex-wife? Do you call her the former wife? Or do you call her the practice wife? And it's meant to evoke wow. laughter. Yeah. And everybody does just crack up. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, it's common enough to have a second marriage um, that, you know, why call her the ex? It has a, has a nasty sound to it. And former sounds a little bit sweeter, but when you refer to that person as his practice wife, it's perfect. It yeah. means you got it right with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I love what we're talking about. You know this, and you've known me a long time. And I went through my first decade uh, of interviewing a lot of people and getting really quite different feedback. I got emails from some of the, well, okay, some of the best-selling authors on the planet that said, you need to change that opening. And, and I would email them back and I would say, okay, to what? They said, well, you shouldn't use the word fail. And what my comment back to them was after I thought about it for a minute, I said, I am a street smart spirituality girl from the Bronx. I don't really understand how to change this. Because most people need to get what you're saying the first time. Some people will not get it if I change this to, they wanted me to just like some positive thing. I said, that's not me. I think that's probably well, you. And you and I have had this conversation before. Yes. Everything jumps out at me right away is there's two negatives in there that it did turn it into a positive. What right. Would you, could not fail. Exactly. Is, turn it into a positive. And I really like the concept because people think of failing all the time and people subconsciously fear failing. They fear success and then they fear failing. Or maybe they fear failing first and then they fear success. You know, what if they find out that I'm stupid? Or what if they find <laughs> out that I don't know everything? Or what if they find out that I might make a mistake? And the answer is they will. Don't worry about it. I mean, to be honest with you, you and me here on this shows and as many shows that we've done and as much as you've been out in the world, I find myself in a really interesting place. And really, it leads me to the next thing I want to talk to you about is, you know, I got an email. The I'm sure you get a million emails. And over your lifetime, I'm sure you've gotten so many bits of comments, feedback, even what you talked about, about the revision of the book. And somebody said something to me the other day, and they said, I cannot believe you're doing that show. And I said, like, what show? I'm doing the Dr. Pat show. I also have another show called Power Up. Uh, thinking about doing a health show called I Hit Radio. No, that show, that psychic show. I said, oh, the one I'm doing with Mark every Thursday is called The Psychic and the Doc. I said, why is that surprising you? Well, you're not a psychic. 
And I said, I know, Mark is the psychic, I'm the doc. And the hardest part, I mean, this is what we went back and forth. I finally just said, let me think about what you're saying. Cause I did not have any more answers, Maureen. Why did I, why am I doing that show? I can't give you an answer to the why. I just can't give you an answer to the why. I just knew when I'm talking to Mark about eight months ago, I said, you know, there was an idea I had a number of years ago and somebody, I gave it to them and they started a show like that, but they're not doing it anymore. I said, you know, if you want to do a show, why don't we do a show psychic and the doc? I had not thought about it. Dot, D-O-T? D-O-C, uh, doc, like doctor. Oh, doc. Psychic doc. and the doc. I'm the doc. But somehow there's confusion around who are you, Pat? And I read your book and I think to myself, wait a minute, I didn't give that a second thought. That was not my thought. I'm not giving a second thought to how we're evolving as a network. And I want to ask you, how can we help people, Maureen? Well, number one, the number one question we ask in 3D is why? The number <laughs> one question we ask in 5D is what? Exactly. What is completely <laughs> And, you know, this is something that, that I, you know, it just kind of ruminated in my head, and I think I got a big download. But you look at all the six interview questions, who, what, why, when, where, how, and when. All of them give us information so we can go solve the problem. Who ate the cookies? When were they eaten? You know, why are they gone? But when we ask what's going on, we're completely open-ended. The ETs jumped in the kitchen and took all the cookies. You know, and I'm making that up. But the idea here is that, when we ask, um, we don't go to the why, because why answers the human need to ruminate and to justify. Why answers the emotional call to, could I have done better? Could they have done better? And when you go to what, you don't care. Right, right. Like you're so present. And that's the thing. When you, when you describe this story, you were so present. You, uh, you heard the call to do this kind of a show a long time ago. That person dropped out. So here you are having this conversation and it pops back in and you go, okay, great. I'll take it up. You yeah. know, it's kind of like you're full of really good ideas. And if you can act on all of them, great. But sometimes all you need to do is throw it out and someone else will pick up the, the mantle and take it forward. And there's no attachment. There's no need to control or, or dictate and so it's perfect that, that someone tr did it for a while, you know, and got that momentum going, but then for whatever reason didn't stay there. So yeah. now, of course, you need to do it. And, and the nice thing is that person set the stage or did a little bit of groundwork. So you, you watch them grow and evolve. And so you have some, you have more advanced ideas than you would have otherwise. And you know what I love about this? You covered this in your book, Maureen. I know we've got a few minutes left. Maureen St. Germain is joining me here today. You know, we're talking about those things that pop up that would stop us from even addressing the question, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Or stop us from what you talked about in calling in the higher power and looking for the signs. Sometimes it's fear. And let's just chat about that because fear has never been an issue for me doubt has been my Achilles heel. And they're, they're strange bedfellows. I think they hang out in the same pod. 
but there are things that will come up in the way where we'll second guess ourselves. And I'd love to really bring this home in this show to talk about the teachings you have and the teachings you do to help us move beyond the beyond, beyond the stallings in life, you know, beyond even addressing the question, what would you do if you knew you could not fail, not even going there, help us with this today. Well, I think your concept of fear is a good one. And I actually written a blog post that's going up June 1st that has to do with fear. And I have seen a web, a cobweb around people that is the fear energy. And, you know, we can push the cobwebs away and, and say focus. But what happens is that cobweb is is connected to a bigger web around the earth. And that web keeps being brought down by evolved souls. And then it kind of gets created again by less evolved souls who are, who are running their own fear. And so sometimes fear gets tapped into this bigger fear, fear of itself, fear of fear. And it feeds the lesser fear and it causes us to hang up. So I personally find the statement, uh, what would you do if you could not fail, to, to completely dissolve that fear energy because it basically challenges the notion that you could fail and challenges the notion that there's, there's a possibility that you would fail because I believe that once you know that there, that possibility exists, but you're choosing another, then you set everything in motion and that cobweb just clears. <laughs> yeah. I think it's useful to have that as awareness because a lot of people haven't given themselves permission to not fail. And that's this is really fascinating too, because I love the, look, I love what we're talking about and I love the cobweb analogy. I just love it. And one of the things, Maureen, that you do take us on a journey with in the book is everybody has their own subjective version of what fail means, right? Everybody does. And even when you're a little child, even if you don't say, ah, geez, I failed at what? I failed at learning how to use the remote on the TV. What, the way it shows up is I can't. I can't do it, Right can't is a really interesting can't to me is like the word why can't and why they're not i love the way you talked about why that is something that is so perfect but i want to ask you this question in the last couple of minutes we have left your work has always been about helping people move forward about being in a dimension where the knowledge and the wisdom that comes forward is going to be like breathing your work that i know of has been to help us all along that way. And when I think about you, Maureen, I think about how the tools you provide are tools to end struggle. I want to ask you this last question. In this book, in the book you're writing, and in the work you see and what the world needs now, how can you help us end struggle? Well, <laughs> The title of my next blog is called The Dentist Syndrome. And when I worked for the dentists, um, one of the dentists pulled me aside after a board meeting and she said, Maureen, you gotta understand how we think. We are trained to look into a tiny space and see what's wrong. And 
she said, people do this, not just dentists. Everybody does it, but it's more pronounced with us. And I think that that's a good analogy, that people are accustomed to looking and describing what they don't like instead of looking at that and saying, okay, what do we do like? Just like you said, when people said you need to change this, but when you say to what, they can't come up with anything. So one of the things I like to tell people is, if you are thinking this way and you find yourself thinking this way, the way to get out of it is to start a journal and write every single thing that you are afraid of or every single thing you don't like. Give each one its own page and just just let it sit aside. And then a day or two later, you may come up with a few more things that you don't like or that you are afraid of. And then put those down. And then in meditation, start asking, okay, I now need the antidotes or the answers. And I'll give you an example. If you're working in a company and you want to be self-employed, one of the concerns you might have is you don't have medical insurance. So I can't be self-employed because I can't get medical insurance. And then the antidote of that is, wait a minute, of course you can. People who are self-employed make enough money, they buy their own life insurance or their own health insurance. And so if you go through it step by step, but you give yourself permission, because what happens is we hold all of our fears here, but when we put them down on paper, they get out of the way. And then if there's anything else hiding or, you know, in the back, those come out. Now we've been cut free from all that drama and we are now free to be creative and solve it. Wow. There's so much uh, richness in what you teach and what you help people with. And the other part of what I love about this book and about your work is that you communicate with each of us where we are. You know, many of us may not be at the fifth dimension, but we want to know about it. And you've always been that person that connects us with a higher order and a higher learning of things, but acknowledges that we're all on a journey. And this book and your work is so important in the world we live in today. And I want to thank you for everything you do. I want to ask you this last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? And thank you for joining me today. My personal message is that you are already in 5D at least a little bit of the time when you're in your joy, when you're in happiness, when you're in the park enjoying the flowers. And the way to maximize that is to announce to yourself daily, I'm asking for a day of heaven on earth for me and everyone I come in contact with. Maureen St. Germain. Maureen, how do people get a copy of your book? And find out about you and find out about your blogs. So you can buy it on Amazon. You can go to my website, maureenstgermain.com. And you can read my blog, sign up for my blog and get free downloads every month. These are full length meditations that are for sale. So we, what we do is we pull one from the web or we create a new one. And a lot of times we give you the beta version. So you're the first ones to get it. And then you help us by telling us what you like or what works for you. And so help us grow. Wow. Maureen St. Germain, everybody. And there's lots more to come. And if you start to see what we call sacred geometry, if you start to see things, even when you look at a flower, when you look at a cloud, maybe a blood moon, some of you this morning, but you start to see the edges of things and you ask yourself the question, why? What we've learned today is that's not going to be the question that's going to get you to the insight. And so today for all of you from me and Maureen St. Germain, this is not just an invitation for a few. This is for all of us. Thanks to Maureen St. Germain.